We have a lot to get to tonight. It's deceiving because there are actually two sides to the page. So if you flip it over, you'll see that there's much more to learn than appears. And with Hashem's help, we'll get through it. It's all one Indian, but it will require us to see a number of pieces. Um, so the first two teachings that we're going to take a look at are part of the beginner's list. That's Lakutimaran 162. And then 10 lessons later, Lakutimaran 172. And they're within three pages of each other. Because in that section of Lakutimaran, the Torahs are very short. As you'll see, there are some sections with enormously long lessons and some one-liners and some middle, you know, medium, small lessons. These are shorter lessons toward the middle of the Sefer. And then to really get into the Sugya, we're going to have to look at Reb Nassim and Lukut Alachas, And then to see Rabbi Nachman in Lukut Tara Beis and to understand that deeper through the prism of a contemporary Breslov Mashpia, um, Rev Shmuel Moshe Kremer who is the Mechaber of, of Svar Maim Amukim. Okay, we're going to get very deeply into that. All the Siyat HaDashmaya and our learning today should be a schus for all of the Shvuyim and all of the Chayalim and all of Yidin everywhere and really the whole world, which is in quite a precarious uh, situation at the moment. So, you know, this is it. This is it. As, as long as Kolzman Shan Hashem Bikirbi, this is real living, just trying to really live and plug in in a deep way. And it should be a schus for the whole world. And B'Seicham, Tinok Ben Shiri Yehudis should continue to develop as beautifully and, and smoothly and wonderfully as he's been developing Siyat HaDashemayim. Mm-hmm. should be able to bring him home too. Not to be mashveh, but Bezrus Hashem. Zog Tehelegar Rabbi Nachman, Schusa Yagin Eleinav Al-Koy Yisrael, Amen. A story. Be'meh HaMagid Zuchan Levracha, in the days of the Magid Mizrich, the primary disciple of the Baal Shem Tov the main transmitter of Hasidus to the third generation, among his Talmidim were the greatest, greatest, greatest luminaries of the Hasidish tradition. The Rebbe Melech, the Rebbe Zusha, the Kedusha Slevi, the Balatanya, Rebbe Ashra Gadol of, of, of Stalin, um, the, of Karlin, the, uh, the Chazim of Lublin. Many, many, many of the Tzadikim were in that base Medrash at one time. Hard to imagine, but those were the Talmidim HaMagid. So in his days, Hayyish Asher Miyuchas, there was a very wealthy and a very prominent man, and he was a misnagid, an opponent to the Hasidim of the Magid of Mizrich. And so the Hasidim told the Magid about these people, about this person. And he told them, that they should see it to try their best to be Makar of him, to try to outreach a little bit, to bring him close, to build relationships with him, to communicate with him. And to try to bring him, to do a lot of Hishtadlus in this matter. Part of Hishtadlus, to daven to Hashem, that they should have siyata deshmaya, that Hashem should help them. And this is what they did. Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped them, that they finally convinced him to come to the Magid and to have a conversation and to have open dialogue instead of standing from afar and having all sorts of ideas of who the Magid is or isn't, come and speak to him and have a conversation. And because of that conversation, because of this relationship, his whole life changed. And instead of it becoming a, it being a Misnagid, he switched completely and he became a very devoted Chassid, a loyal Chassid of the Magad of Mizrich. But one problem, Achischel Leirid min We mentioned that he was an Ish Ashir, and he was no longer an Ish Ashir once he started devoting his time to learning, to davening properly, to taking um, Yiddishkeit seriously. 
And so the Magad of Mizrich said about this person, Can't have these two things together in one place. You cannot have at the same time Torah, the MS, and also Gedula, which is physical, financial um, success. And the way that he proved this is because of the Gemara Baba Basra that tells us, Ki it's a whole conversation there about which direction to face during davening. Obviously, we all face Mizrach, and that's how we paskin. Ki but a person who wants to become wise, to have success in Torah study, Yadrim. He should face south. Lahashir, and a person who wants to become wealthy, Yatsbin. Even though we're all facing Mizrach, he should face north. What? And the Gemara, huh? Southwest, that's the right, right. Well, we're going to see in a minute. Um, but the Gemara proves that from the fact that we're going to see. Rabbi Nachman says in the next line, Nimsa, that when a person wants to grow wise, he faces in one direction. So you can only choose one direction. Where are you facing? Right? The school of it reflects the Metzias of it. You can only face in one direction. Right, if you're in the south, then you're not in the north. And we already said that the Ashiris is in the north. And so from here, the Magid shows that it can't be one together with the other. They're mutually exclusive. And like Rebutzi is mentioning, it's brought down. It's interesting. There's a bit of a... The Shulchan Aruch and Beis Yosef already commenting on the, on, the, on the Torah brings from the Smag that what we should do is face with your face to the east, I'm sorry, to the west, face Mizrach with your face, and then position your body toward north or south, depending on what you'd like to channel. And the Mishabur, just be very careful. Thanks for coming. We're just balancing it very gently and delicately. Thanks so much for coming. So that's what the Shulchanar says, but the Mishabur says that's not our Minug. The Mishabur says you can still do this Hanhaga, but we shouldn't be standing any way facing with our body away from Mizrach, Face Mizrach and a little bit turn your head one way or another, right? So it's, it's a strange thing because presumably a person wants that other people should see him striving for, for Tyra. But there's something very honest about a person, you know, has his face turned a little bit toward the north or toward the south. Um, Yadram, I'm sorry, to the north. A person who wants wealth, Yatsman should be facing toward the north. Where do we learn this from? The Gemara comments that in the Beis HaMikdash, the position of the Kalim was such that the Menorah, which of course represents the light of the Torah, Kinar Mitzvah Torah Ar, was in the south, was in the Darim, and the Shulchan, which represents physical plenty, Parnasa, was in the north. And that's why, even though we face Mizrach, Lafida Mishabura, we face Mizrach with our bodies, but there's a skula, special, well, not a skula, it's really brought in the Gemara already, I guess you can call it a skula, but it's very miyuchas, to face your, your face a little bit to either the north or the south, to the left or to the right. Okay, this is all on a simple level a raya for the Helega Magid to demonstrate why it cannot be that a person should have both of these things at once. Let's, let's yeah. just let it unfold a little bit. So we find in the Gemara that there were certain individuals who had both. The Gemara mentions that Rebbe had Torah Gedula b'makam echad, right? Ordinarily, we don't find Torah Gedula, and the Rebbe uses this terminology, right? If you look in the first line of the second paragraph, Hainu Torah Ugedula. Generally speaking, we don't find that Sadiqim had either. 
or I'm sorry, not had either, had, had both of them at the same time. And then the Gemara brings that Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rebbe, was Masada of the Mishnah, Rebbe had both. There were certain individuals, Moshe Rabbeinu, there were certain Sadiqim that had, that had both. And we bring it from a Pasuk, Oyrech Yamim Biyamina, which is an aspect of Taira, writes Al-Hakim, and of Ismail, Oyrech You can have both. Right or left of Mizrach, where we're facing is north and south. You can have both. But from a simple understanding of the, of the Gemara, this Gemara at least in Baba Basra, these directions are mutually exclusive. You're either facing the north or you're facing the south. And that's why this particular person, when he engaged in learning and growing in a spiritual development, started to lose his parnasa. Because you're either facing north or you're facing south. So the question is, how, did, how is there Tyro Gedula Bamakam Echad based on a Pasuk, what is the prerequisite for being able to somehow face in two directions at once. Because that would seem to be the only Eitzah, to have two heads and to somehow face in both directions. How are you going to do that? A person is a human. So listen to this. I'm going to say it outside and then we'll see how the Rebbe says it inside. There's another Eitzah. It's not only figuring out how to face in two directions at once, says the Rebbe, there's another Eitzah. What's the other Eitzah? Don't face any direction at all. Even when you're turning north, you're not really in the north, and when you're facing south, you're not either in the south. Let's see how the Rebbe says it inside. Ki'im, there's an exception. Ki'im hu betachlis ha'anivos. Only a person that merits the ultimate extent of anivos, true humility. We're under the hood of this humility, shehu ayin mamish. He bechlal doesn't exist. <clears throat> so such a person is, is, not on, is not in any side. He's not limited in any way. <laughs> you can't say that such a person is facing toward the north or facing toward the south. Person is not even in this world. Totally, totally. Then the Rebbe quotes that other Gemara that there were certain great individuals who taka were to both Ashiras and to greatness in Tyra, not because they somehow managed to find a way, you know, to have two faces on either side of their head and to turn like this and have one facing this way and one facing that way, but because they excelled in the Mita of Bittal, of Anivas. Mamela, it was proper to say about them that they're everywhere because they're not limited in where they are. You cannot say about them that he's only facing the north because he's not facing the north, he's not facing the south, he's in every place. Like the Gemara tells us, Moshe Rabbeinu, it brings Psukim, that Moshe had both Taira and Ashiras and Rebbe. And about both of these great Sadikim, we find that Anivas was a, a primary, primary factor. And that was the premise of why Moshe Rabbeinu and Rabbeinu HaKadosh were able to access both Ayruch Yamin as well as Ismaila Aisha V'chavayd because they were Ayin. They were nowhere. Mamela, they were everywhere. That's uh, Tyra 162. Rabbi wanted to ask something? Say something? Yeah, I... I the, the, it's interesting. I wonder how, how the Magad understood the, the Gemara that way because the Gemara doesn't say if you want to be an Usher, do this, if you want to be... Do that. It says, no, it says if you want to become wealthier, you want to become wealthier, as in like have more than what you have, 
do this. If you want to become, you know, have more wisdom than what you have, do that. But it doesn't, it doesn't say, do you want to be this or do you want to be that? True, but taken to the nth degree and taken to the ultimate extent, what the Maggot is pointing out is that the shirish of these two things are fundamentally opposed. So if a person takes one all the way to the end and a person literally devotes their entire life, he was using this, segula, as an indicator as to where these two things are mushrish, right? Of course he wasn't saying, you know, if you're davening, so the more you face to the north, the more you're going to lose your tyra because you, you gain and you gain. Right, so, so, so it doesn't mean that a person, you know, the more tire you have, the, the, you know, the less wealthy you become. But he's saying that in the Shirish, if a person is totally bound only to the south, so the Mamela, you're, you're in a diametrically opposed direction than the direction of, of Gashem. You only have three fellows. Yeah, exactly. You could spread, spread the wealth um, in every way. Tyre is also called wealth. This is something to strive for. This sure, it is. We're going to get. We're going to. So that's that's what we have to now travel to Torah one seventy two, and then ultimately Torah Nasan Lukadelachos, which is super practical. Okay, but first we're just building a, a concept. The concept is you can be everywhere by being beetsem nowhere. But we have to develop this. What does that mean to be nowhere? We are. We exist. Right. We only see out of the front of our head. We're not. I can't see behind me. No matter how humble I become, I'm a human. Right. So what does this mean? Okay. Says the Hidegar Rebbe, ten tires later, Tire 172, Kofayin Beis. Okay, this is a bit painful, this one. Anything that a person lacks, banim, a person lacks children, a parnasa, a person not having parnasa, a brius, a person loses their health. And the Rebbe makes a, a bit of a radical statement, which any radical statement is the, the only one ironclad rules that there are no ironclad rules, right? So you always have to be very careful when you're learning stuff like this. If a person doesn't learn it with the proper context, then they can mamish buy into it to such an extent that they start to judge every single situation that it must be a reflection of this. And Tyra is not like that. Like Hashem's machshavas are infinitely complex. There are many, many bechinas, many, many situations. So it's not the Rebbe is using words like this because this is his style. Kol hachesreinus hakol humi. You know, but it's not necessarily true that hakol humi tzad haadam atzmai. That it's the person who's causing that. It's a pretty, It's like you know victim blaming. It's a little bit heavy. And a person can always use the chizak of, of, of Gamzul Taiva and everything's a kapara and Na'manim Pitsi Oyhev and Asashayava, Sham Yechiach, Hashem's, you know, etc. There are many, many other ways to cushion this. But all of the chizak in the world and the cushioning in the world sh- shouldn't cause us to forget that this is possible. You see? So it doesn't have to be that this is mamish what, what, what I'm experiencing or what everybody else is experiencing, that any time somebody has anything horrible going on in their life, it's their fault. You know, like, we want to stay away from doing that for other people, certainly, but even for ourselves. However, for ourselves, we should also have the humility to be makshiv to such a taira and to reflect on whether we can improve because we always can. Okay, so it's a delicate thing. But you understand how a per- this is not going to contribute to a person being very likable or being very, um, very kind if this is how they see the world, right? But this is an element of it. There are many elements. Says the Rebbe, there's a way in which it's possible that that we are causing our lack. How does this work? Listen to this. Ki or Hashemiz Barak Shaifea Alov Tamid. Hakarish Barhu is sending down light 
into our lives all the time. Light. Why is light used? Do you ever wonder? Why is light always used to represent the presence of Hashem? The R of Hashem. R. We speak about the R in Saif. Why R? Why light? There are a couple of answers. There's not any one answer. I'm just curious if you've ever reflected on this. What would you say? String theory. Huh? String theory. String theory. Okay. It's a, it's a light because it, it's a it's a it behaves like a particle and a wave. Okay. It's something we can relate to. But I think you're going to need to give a sure quality on that. Still beyond us. Okay. Anything? Anything? You ever think why light? Light's good. Light's opposite dark. Biblical, right? The light is good. Light is the opposite of dark. Maybe you can say even deeper a little bit that dark is just an absence of light, meaning light is presence, and that's what Hashem is. Everything that exists, exists within the presence, the being of Hashem. And anything that is the opposite of that is just darkness and chayshech and concealment and hester and, and so on. What else What else do we have about our Light allows us to see chesed of Hashem, literally, physically, tangibly see Hashem's chesed. It's very mm. easy to thank Hashem Beautiful. So you're saying light is visibility. Awareness of Hashem. Awareness. You can see. You can see. I'll tell you two other elements. All of these things are true, and I'm sure there are many, many more. The Svarim say two other elements. The first one is that, and I think this is a little bit more posh, that R is the most ethereal, uh, it's the least tangible, physical, of the physical experiences. Right, even even smell, okay, smell is also very dark. Smell is very dark. It's related to the Neshama, the Gemara tells us, right? Ezu, right? But, but everything else is sort of like, you can feel it, you can grasp it, you can conceptualize it. Light is, is just like, what is it? Where is it? You know, like what? You have a light source, but the hispashtas of the R, it's an experience physically that we can say, okay, it's, it's something we can compare the Creator to is beyond all form. And, and that's one element of it. A deeper Nakuda, this is Mpataka much deeper, is that light is the only physical phenomenon that is indivisible. You cannot chop up light. Even water that flows forth from a, from a source, you can stop the source and the water will continue. Light cannot be detached from the light source. It's Eashar. You can't bottle light. Right? If you want to get rid of light, you have to close up the source of it. And what that means is that any hispashtus of the creation of Hashem is bound up like a esh begacheles, right, with, with, with the light source, which is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's impossible to speak about Hashem's R manifesting as creation of any kind without at the same time mentioning the makar of the R. Very special, very beautiful. So that's another reason that we speak about the R of Hashem. But I think maybe on the most pragmatic, most basic level, this a little bit connects with what you said about light being good. Light is life. Light is life. Light is warmth. Light is comfort. Darkness is mamish death. You have placed me in darkness. Like the eternally dead. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if, he, if, if he's anything, he's alive, right? That's maybe what, the most essential thing we can say about Hashem. He is, he's alive. He's the Chay HaChayim. Baruch Chay HaOlamim, we say. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the life, the living, the, 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 the essence of, of all worlds. Right, right. Oh, we're going about to get to Tzal. Beautiful. Tzal Maves, the darkness, the shade of death. Beautiful. Mamash, beautiful. 
So listen to this, and this is this is very dark and it's very important. And I daven for Siyat Rishmai, we should merit to give this over in a, in a clear way. Let's go back inside, and I want to get back to the R thing. Okay, because he, he's using every word is miduyak. Ki R Hashem Izbarach Shaifea Alav Tamid. HaKadosh Baruch, who's R, everything what we just mentioned about what light is and symbolizes, it is flowing down, upon, showering down upon each and every person all the time. Acha Adam, but each person, through misdeeds and deeds that are not aligned with our true essence, our true selves. We build little anti-sukkahs, like not like a sukkah of not holiness. We build little little shades, little awnings, little walls that cause there to be a shadow where the light was supposed to be and the middle of the light the light doesn't reach. She'in magia alav ar Hashem where the light cannot reach that place. So subjectively, who remembers which other Torah we learned that's very, very similar to this a couple of weeks ago? Remember which Torah we learned? About Amuna, About the coin? The coin. What was the aside of that Torah? Is that objectively, it's totally clear that there's a creator and that, and that there's <clears throat> meaning to everything and that the world has a captain and a manhig and subjectively we insist on putting a tiny little coin in front of our eye and blocking out the Mount Everest, you know, and much, 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 much more of the clarity, the obvious reality that like we're living a miracle. It's a wonder to be alive. It makes no sense. It's a mystery upon mysteries and we should be awake to that and we should be grateful for the experience of being a part of the mystery, etc. We put a coin in front of our eye. Says Rabbi Nachman, it's the same thing here. We make the tzel. Ulafi ma'isav kain nasa hatzel hamoyneya ar Hashem We build a wall that causes a shadow to be cast. And memela in the area of the ma'isa which produces a particular wall, that's going to be where it shows up in our life, the the void of of whatever it was that we felt that we needed or taka need. And so. The Mepharshim on this explain that Hashem does us a big favor because He dafka hits us, right? Again, it's not Him punishing. It's the Metzius of the way that He set up the world in the Hanagas HaMishpat of Zer Ampin of, of Midah Kenegad Midah. Hashem set it up that you can trace the lack to the wall that a person built, which is causing the lack. And to be misbinding. If it's this area of my life that something, I lost some, something was taken away, so then I have to figure out what wall could I have built that is casting this darkness where there would have been light otherwise. Now again, we have to be Menachem ourselves, go back to the beginning. All of us are missing things in our lives. I don't think that it's very compassionate you know, to, to hit ourselves over the head with a sledgehammer of Tarkov Ayin Beis alone without seeing it in the context of all the other Tars from Rabbi Nachman and so on and so forth. It is only ever an element, an akuda, a facet of a billion faceted diamond and approach and we need all the teachings but they gotta they gotta sweeten each other <coughs> otherwise it's way too heavy and intense and it's probably not even MS so you have to take each one it's a thread in a tapestry thread in a tapestry okay string theory go back to the st- string theory to R so here Rabbi Nachman gives us a bit of a science lesson what's the depth 
of itself. What is the oimek of a shadow? What does this mean? A cell is created when something more coarse is in the way of something less coarse. Something physical is blocking the hispastos of something more ruchni, more ethereal. For example, Geshem eats the Evaneged or Halavana. Right? If you take a stone and you put it before the light of the moon, which is not a very strong light, but if it's strong moonlight somewhere in the hills, you know, over here in the, in the sticks, and it's pitch black, and you just have this glowing moon, and a person has a, has a, 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 like a, a rock or a piece of wood, and you hold it up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cast a shadow. Because it's more physical, it's more coarse than the light of the moon. The same thing happens with a solar eclipse where you have the moon itself casting a shadow the sun. So even though there could be something that gets in the way between the moon and the earth, which is a stone, which is more coarse than the light of the moon, and that causes a shadow, the moon itself could cause a shadow. Klape, the sun, which is much, much brighter, much more dark than the moon. And the same thing is true for a solar eclipse or, 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 or a lunar eclipse when you have the earth, which is standing in between the sun and the, and the moon. So different shadows are cast on lower, more coarse items when something gets in the way to block a greater light. He says the wildest, trippiest thing. Says Rabbi Nachman, if there were to be a greater light than the sun, the sun would cast a shadow. <laughs> Think of it. What? It, everything is relative. The sun itself would cast a shadow. Who gashmius? Right? It's still more coarse. And it could cause a shadow. It's a wild thing to think about. The sun casting a shadow is a wild thing. Right? Okay. The alkane. The human being, in accordance with how physical we get. And in accordance with our physical actions. So we're making a little bit of a shadow in our lives. We're withholding the light and the shefa, the effluence, the, 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 um, the flow, the flow of Hashem's life force. So this is the connection between this and the previous piece. If a person finds a way to be mevatal himself or herself, and a person mamish is not in this world, so then there's no you to cast a shadow. He gets out of his own way. You get out of, right, you mamish get out of your own way. You are the way. And that's the point. We're going to get there in a minute. You become the way. So there's nothing coarse about you. Even your physicality, even your personality is kol kulai, the way, is a channel for a great light. For a great light. As a eno isitzel, or makabal ar Hashem izbarach. And a person is able to be makabal the ar of Hashem. The ikar ar Hashem izbarach hua kavayid. What's the primary light of Hashem? Is Hashem's kavayid. It's a pasi yeshayo, which the Rebbe doesn't bring, but Reb Nassim does. Ha'aretz he'ira mikfayida. The earth glows 
from his covet. We find the connection between the covet of Hashem, the presence of Hashem, and the aura of Hashem. And I want to get back to this in a second. Everything Hashem created, He created for what? For His presence, for His covet. For my covet, says Hashem, I created everything there is. Listen to the way the Rebbe reads a Pasuk. You ready? We say this every day. What does it mean? The whole earth is filled with His covet. Listen to the way the Rebbe reads it. Hainu, imhu miloi chal haaretz. The Rebbe reads it, miloi from a person being loy chal haaretz, no gashmias, loy chal haaretz, loy chal haaretz. When a person is in the state where he has negated all physicality, she'ena klal mizah olam miloi chal haaretz. As I said, what do you get? Kfaida. All there is is Hashem's covet. A whole different way of reading the Pasuk. Usually we translate this as the whole Kaddish, 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 Hashem Tzavakos. The whole earth is filled with the glory of Hashem. Says Rabbi Nachman, read it completely differently. Your whole life could be filled with the covet of Hashem. How? Because If you negate the arts, yes, you negate the arts, you become a person who's Shamaimi, who's spiritual. I, what's Aye is like, where is it? It's gone. When a person himself is gone, you're saying. Beautiful. There's also. Gorgeous. So the Pasuk says, the Chachamim inherit Kavod. Why Chachamim? Because the Pasuk in Eev says, Chachma emerges from where? From Ayin. And Chazal learned them out. Learn this out. How do we know? Because the Pasuk in Ayin is Loi. Chachma is connected to Ayin, says the Rebbe. Good. So, the Chachamim who are connected to Ayin, who are connected to Bittal. They get, they get the covet. They get the R of Hashem. Because there's no shadow in their life. Just R. Because they have no physicality. Here's the million dollar question. You ready? It's the biggest joke that Davra Malach... You know Davra Malach sometimes made jokes? You know? So listen to this joke. It's a bit of a joke. I've seen plenty, right? Never saw a tzaddik? It's children knocking on your door asking for parnasa? You never saw... I mean, there were tzaddik and never lacked things? This, this was the tradition of tzaddikim. Tzaddikim historically were all poor. So obviously there are many deep messages in that Pasuk. One of the be- beautiful, I, I think I saw from Jonathan Sachs in one of his farm. I think he writes that um, an interpretation, what does it mean, of, of course I saw children of Tzadikim that were, that were asking for bread. But I didn't just see it and do nothing. I took action. David says, I lived a long life. I saw many, many things. But I didn't just look at it and let it be so that they were Nezav. 
I got involved. I did something to change the Mitzvah. That's one interpretation. But the question is, I mean, how does this work? Lu Yitzur, there was a tzaddik who never created any shadow because they never created any walls. The walls of which the Pasuk says, which is probably the same idea, right? The Avoynos build a, build a wall and that causes the shadow to the Arvashem. And yet we see that they lacked. And yet we see that they lacked. So let's go back to the Ur of Hashem Isbarah. In whose eyes were they lacking? Ah, oh, so this is part of the Teretz. This is the whole Shabbat This is part of the Teretz. Yeah. Uh, you're saying it's obvious. But yeah, they, someone who's Semerach and is happy with, with his Ruchni doesn't feel he's lacking anything. But Baron Leib never asked for anything from the Gvirim. He said, I don't want to have any. I don't, I don't feel I'm lacking. Why didn't he feel he was lacking? Because he felt everything he had was what he needed. Because he was bottle. We have to get back to, to, to a previous Nikuda. We spoke about Anivos. The Rebbe, go back to... So look at the bold line in the previous piece. Ki imhu betachlis ha'anivos ayin mamish, which is the same lashon of ayin, bitel. But over there we see the, 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 the word Anivos. What does Anivos mean? So by now we're all well ed- educated enough to know that Anivos doesn't mean you know, self-deprecating, pushing oneself down, saying, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. Everybody knows the famous joke of the Musr, you know, yeshiva, where everybody's sitting and saying, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. And then he comes in the first day and he says, oh, you're nothing. Over. You know, he sits and he joins them all and he's, I'm a nothing, I'm a nothing. And they said, what, you're already a Navardic, right? You're first day and you're already a nothing, right? Obviously, that's not, that's not what we're saying. It's, it's got to be deeper than that. And Rabbi Nachman explicitly says, of course, that's not what Anivas is. Anivas is mamish knowing that you're something, and recognizing that what you're expected to do with your something is to channel down the light of the everything. If your somethingness is achvarak, a channel for the everythingness of Kutchabrihu, then you are nothing. Doesn't mean you are nothing. Your mom is infinitely consequential. But the you that is you is not the nakuda. It's a hechatimsa to become a channel for the all. That's what's bittel, and that's what anivos means. And a person who's an anav is a fully actualized, realized human being in the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted them to be, but not for him. For a much bigger thing, concerned with much bigger stuff than his own prestige, than his own ambitions, than his own aims, for the world, right? For, for, for the everything. That's called bittel. And that's, that's a lifelong avoid to get there and to be mevarer and, and so on. But it does not mean limiting ourselves. It means maximizing ourselves to the nth degree. Like Chazal say, and that's what they mean, kol echad chay, kol echad loymar, bishvili nivra Right? As far as I'm concerned, the, and, and as far as each one of us around the table and anybody who's going to be listening to this, and any person, any Jew, needs to say, the whole world is, is waiting for me to mamish be the most me that I can. Not for me, for him. Nimela, the R of Hashem Yisbarach doesn't mean that it manifests in your life with all the physical plenty and all the the health and the parnasa and the, all the good stuff that you think you you need and 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 that you dream of having. That's not what it, that's not what the R of Hashem is. Meaning to say, I have to get this across. It's possible to say 
that a person has a gaping hole in their zich, in their, in their selves, right? Rav Aaron Leib, I went to Rav Aaron Leib, I'm sure many of us also went, the paint peeling off all the walls. You remember what his apartment looked like? He sat with us on his bed. He was mama sitting on his bed. I don't think he, there was a chair. He was just sitting on a bed and talking to us in his bedroom with paint peeling everywhere and, and, and just stains and mold. He lived in a gaping hole, not just a shadow with a patch of darkness, a hole that Sadiq could have in terms of what he thinks and what, and what we would perceive a person to need, certainly to want. And mibachinas the tzaddik, that valley is just as illuminated with the sunlight of, of the Or Hashem as the, as the mountain peaks of their life. Because again, and this is a, I'm trying to get over a delicate idea that the shadow that is cast by the, the, the by the wall of Gashmias has nothing to do with the nature of the topography. I'm working with a metaphor here, right? But, but stick with me. What I mean to say is the following: a person could mamish have a huge void in their life, and that void can be no contradiction to a full experience of the R of Hashem. The way they engage with that lack can be mullied vacas. If they live without the shadow, what is the shadow? The shadow is, and I want to say this as, as, as sharp as I can, even if Luyitzir, a person, had everything, and Mamish never had a lack, and they have everything that they could ever dream, if they have a shadow, it's without the R of Hashem. You only see the shadow if you're facing the other way. If somebody, if somebody's looking at the sun, you don't see the shadow behind them. If someone right, that's the tire. You, right. The sun, then he sees. Then the he shadow. sees the shadow. Beautiful, beautiful. It's another, another element, another element. So the ikar arav Hashem has nothing to do with the actual manifestation of stuff in our life, or you know aspects. And that, that's the loymail of a because if a person zaycha to the ar of Hashem, then his chasroinus are also malay. His chasroinus are malay ar. And of course we daven that it should all be evened out and we should have everything we need and it should be full of ar of Hashem. But that's up to him. To a person who's batal, loch patle, like we learned last week. Loch patle klum. They, they, they do the best with what, they're, with what they have or what they don't have and what they're given. Right? Now we can shake the table. Oh, I'm sorry, he's still writing. <laughs> so... I'm saying it, it died. Right? So, this is a dark idea. Very, very deep. Very deep. Ukish Hashem is recorded. Yeah. Ukish Hashem is Barcha. Okay, so then the Rebbe, the, the, Rebbe, the, the Rebbe finishes this, and then we'll see the Lukut Alachas, which brings it down the Maisa. Ukish Hashem is Barcha. Maraponim say Chakois. One, there's no shadow. And so you could see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's smiling face. Oh, it's good. It's good. Because even in the, even in the difficulty and even in the, the, the you know, punctured tire and late for the meeting and, and not getting this job and this and that and that and the other thing, it's because we can, there's no wall. And I see, I see clearly this is another way that I'm meant to be Megalik Fetchemayim in the world, even though it seems to be not aligned with my self-realization. This is an opportunity for me to realize my Iker self in a way that I couldn't have without this matzah. That's called Bittal, that's called Anivas. 
But when we don't see the Panim Seichakos, then you could have everything in the world. It doesn't, doesn't go. It's Lahepech. The Chain HaTzadik says the Rebbe, it's an indicator how the Tzadikim look. When the Tzadikim are smiling, Hutayv. And they're in touch with the higher Olam. There's goodness coming down to the world. And when there's a Gzardin, the tzaddik can, can have a severe expression on his face. And this is a remez to a, this is merumez in the Pasuk, in the beginning of Parshas, Hashem says, see, that nasati lefnechem hayoyim asachayim asatayim asamavas vesara. I put before you life and goodness, death and evil. Says the Rebbe, what's the remez? Re'e nasati lefnechem. I allowed the tzaddikim's face to reflect either the chayim and the toiv or chas v'shalom, the maves and the ra. Re'e nasati lufnechem. It's on your face. Okay, that's the remez of the Rebbe. Okay, let's turn the page over to Reb Nassan and Lukut Yalachas. Lukut Yalachas is an eight-volume work. It's on the other side of the page. Where Reb Nassan and Breslov, over about a 40, 50-year period of time, went through, went through Shulchan Arach eight times. And he wrote eight discourses, very lengthy, lengthy. Many of them are much more lengthy than others. This happens to be a short one. But most of them are very lengthy tyras. Huh? No, that's Likud Tehran. Likud Tehalachas is a separate set. Gigantic drushas using the hakdamas of Rabbi Nachman, these little tyras and ideas and paradigms of Rabbi Nachman, as lenses to illuminate whole sugyas in halacha alpipnimias. So he'll take random halichilchos oyna mekach memkar gitin you know shluchaken literally the entire gamut of arbachal kishulchan arach, and he had this I don't know this siyata deshmaya to be able to draw lines between this obscure area of halacha or not obscure area of halacha and the most random seemingly Torah and lekutim around that we would never be able to see the connection. Reb Nassim said that the shlach kadosh said about his sefer that it was mein olam haba. Rabbi Nassim said, my safer is Olam Haba Mamish. And you taste it. It's just an endless ocean of like, it blows your mind. It's a different level. It's a different level. Every page. So here we're going to get a teeny tiny taster of it. But imagine this times like, you know, 500 in a long, long discourse. Here we're just looking at one paragraph based on this teaching in the Kutumaran. Says Rabbi Nassim, V'zebachinas mitzvah tzedakah. Hilchas Sadaka, this is the fourth drasha, and it's based on our Torah that we just learned, Kofayim Beis. Says the Rebbe, this is the aspect of giving Sadaka litain la'ani, to give Sadaka to a poor person, which is the loftiest thing. What a, what, a, what a special thing to be able to do. Chazal say, right, that when a Kaddish Baruch wants to be merachem on a person, he sends them an ani, right? Kala merachem ala briyos, when we give tzedakah, we're triggering channeling that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should act in kind, fill our lives with tzedakah. It's a huge thing. And he writes, based on Chazal, right, as it's known in the words of our sages, and it is equal to the whole Torah. How do we work on Bittal? What's a practical way that we can work on Bittal? Says Rav Nassan, tzedakah. Not just a little, like the little bit of tzedakah that you, push yourself. Push yourself in tzedakah. A little bit more. Whatever that means, whatever everyone's get there is and everyone has a nekudah sabachira and beyond that. 
why, even before we look inside, he's about to back this up with all sorts of sukkim and things, just on a simple taich, what's the kesher between anivos and sedaka? I think it's very pashit. There is nothing that more relates to the reinforcement of a person's yeshus in oilam hazeh than money. Mamish nothing. It is literally, we use this word metaphorically, but over here it's literal. It is the currency of oilam hazeh. It, it literally, it's currency. It is the currency. It is the way that you get stuff. It is the way that you, it, it, you know, embellish and enhance your physical oilam hazeh life. Money has no value in any realm other than the oil Asiya. Not going to use it to pay for big tires in, you know, in, 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 in the higher oil mines. It's a different currency for that. Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman speaks about that currency elsewhere. Rabbi Nachman purchased stories in the higher oil mines for Malachim with a different kind of money. But you know, the few pounds I have in my pocket, it's not going it, to... It is only relevant and valid in the oil Gashmi. And we're most enough for it especially from Jews. It's not simple. And it takes a tremendous investment of our time, of our, of our, of our you know, effort, concern, our thought. When a person takes the emblem, the symbol, the, 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 ink, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The in, um, embodiment. embodiment, thank you. Oh my gosh, saved my life. That's like when you really need to sneeze it. So it's like the verbal version of that. So uh, uh, the embodiment, the embodiment of the person's whole physical, this worldly identity, and you give it away for a mitzvah. Your mamish getting rid of the shadows. Your mamish getting rid of the shadows. Because that means that you're a person that understands that we're in this world just for a very short period of time. And obviously we have to be responsible and not going to go and give everything away now. That's on a simple level. Says Reb Nelson. This is bringing Kvayt Shemaim into the world. Because the Nios, Nios, the main reason why people have poverty and Chayser Nimshach like we said before, because of the shadow that gets in the way. Reb Nelson says it in a different way. When you give tzedakah and you're helping to take away someone else's Poverty. That means that you're somehow playing a role. This is so delicate. You're playing a role in the removal of that person's shadow. Because Mamela, if they weren't Zaycha to it, you would, they wouldn't be getting it. So you become a Shutif in somehow, and again, it takes a void on behalf of the person, because if they didn't deserve it, they wouldn't be getting it. But you are being mashlim the process of getting the wall out of the way. And another beam of, of the Arav HaKadosh Baruch is coming down into the world, into this person's life in the form of the tzedakah that you yourself are giving them. It's a wild concept. You're being mashlim this person's avoidah. Because you're contributing to this person's parnasa. That's why we find it specifically by tzedakah, not by any other mitzvah. Ani b'tzedek echazepanecha, which Chazal darshan on the mitzvah of tzedakah. Through tzedakah echazepanecha. I see your presence. I see your face. Your panim seichakos. V'zeshakasa v'zarcha lechem yirishimi shemesh tzedakah. There's another passage that says that I will shine down for those who are in awe of my name. 
the sunlight of tzedakah. What's the opposite of sunlight? What gets in the way of sunlight? The shadow. Tzedakah brings back shemesh. Shemesh u tzedakah. Shemesh tzedakah. When the thing that's preventing the sunlight from reaching us, thanks for coming. Have an amazing week. When that's gotten out of the way, so then the Shemesh is shining. And this is all accomplished by getting away, getting rid of the shadow that's blocking the light of the sun. When we cause it to pass and we get rid of the shadow, then the face of a Kaddish Baruch was revealed and the light of the sun is shining. And that's why tzedakah gets rid of pruk, And your sins will become removed. Banished through tzedakah. Why would tzedakah get rid of chait? Because what's the primary damaging aspect of chait? Is that it causes a shadow. What does tzedakah do? It's rid of the shadow. It's mitaken, the totsa'a, the result of the chait. And it's causing Hashem's face to be hidden. In, in accordance with the aspect of the area of the sin. When we're being a part of the process, we are a channel for the Ashba of Hashem, which is the embodiment of the way that we're meant to live our whole lives, that I am only ever giving tzedakah. And like HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, It's not even my tzedakah to give. It was only ever his tzedakah. And my life force is also the tzedakah of Hashem, neshama shenasata bi, right? It's in, it's in your hands. And there we're getting rid of the shadow. It's wiping away all the avarice and all the blemishes that are the aspect of tzel. Bechinas hastaras penei Hashem keniskel el. The hastar of Hashem's face. V'alkein shkula tzedakah kachala tarakula. And that's why the whole Torah is wrapped up in this mitzvah of tzedakah. Kizeh ikr klala tarakula. What's the point of all the Torah? What's the point of the mitzvahs? What's the point of halacha? What is it trying to get us to? K'deh legalis k'vaydiyiz barach. In order to help us live lives that are plugged in to the revelation of Hashem's presence. K'mai shukazav l'chvaydiy barasif. Hashem created the world and gave us the Torah to reveal Himself to us. Which is a subjective process. We need to become awake to it. It's already there. So that's why the mitzvahs are, and the Allah is, it's for us to become refined. Hashem wanted, not Lezakas to give us merit, but like Shem and Zayazach, to refine us, to pure, to refine us. Rabbi Yashiv brings this, and, and it's from earlier in Mepharshim also. In order to help us get our Gashmias out of the way, to become channels for the Ar of Hashem. Right? All the mitzvahs slowly but surely get rid of the, of the barrier, right? And we give of ourselves, and we're, we're Moiser Nefesh for this. 
But more than any other mitzvah, tzedakah does this more than anything. Because through tzedakah, we're drawing down the R of Hashem to the place of Aniyah. And through this, we get rid of the shadow. And we're drawing down the light of Hashem. We, ask, we, we, we access Okay, so we're out of time. Just have one more minute, two more minutes. We're not going to get through the whole thing of the next piece, but I just want to read you two lines of it. Okay, so it's the first two lines, and then I'll speak the rest out, and then we'll finish. This is Lakut Torah Beis, which is long. I gave a whole series of shirim, I think six, seven shirim on it, where we went through it in depth. It's on SoundCloud. I'm just going to take a look at two lines. Rabbi Nachman says that tefillah is a sword. Brings all this from Sukkim. The Charbi of Akashti Yaakov Avinu says, Rashi, Targamunklis, but Slaisi, Vuusi, tefillah is a cherev. And Rabbi Nachman says, how do you get the cherev? Speaks about the double-edged sword, which is a reference to the Bechar, which is Pishnayim, has two edges, and it was taken away from Ruvain because he messed around with the beds, which is an aspect of Pagama Bris, and it was given to Yosef because Yosef Tzadik is the Indian of, of, of Mamish Bris. A whole long thing there. Not for, not for now. Just giving you the background. Then the Rebbe says, a person who merits to have this gift of tefillah, you have to know how to fight with the sword. You have to know not to turn the sword, not to the right, not to the left. But rather, it's a pasuk. He should be able to sling it, to, to aim it at a hair, and not to miss. Not to the right, not to the left. Totally vague. What, what in heaven's name does that mean? I get the sword of tefillah and I, sh- I can't use it to the right or to the left. What does this mean? So the Heligamayim Amukim of Shmuel Maisha Kremer, and this is why Rabbi Nachman said there's nobody who understands Lakut Imran unless you know every tire backwards and forwards because it's all one unit. It's not separate teachings. It's all one Giloi Elokus. Niflav Noira Adlam Eid. Rabbi Nachman says if he had revealed his teachings in the time of Reb Shimon by Echai, there would have been a Chiddush. It's, it's a new Giloi. It's a new Giloi. Something else. See, he says, Rabbi Nachman is referring here to Tarek Kuf Samach Beis, the north or the south, which to a person facing Mizrach is to the right or to the left. He says, Mishoroit Salahachim and this is why it ties into that nevus aspect, is a person who wants to be kula l'shem shemayim. And in wanting to be kula l'shem shemayim, he stops manifesting his own talents and abilities. He says, everything is Hashem. Everything is Hashem. Everything. I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to sit back and let the world crumble and God runs the world and I doesn't need little me. What is little me? That's called haroit salahachim. That's all the way to the side of, of chachma to taira to... to The other side might be worse. Haritz al-Hashir, where a person is mashkia in their own sense of self and their abilities and their talents and, and, and their self-fulfillment and so on and so forth. 
Where should a person be then? Exactly in the middle. Which is true, the Shvelazav, which is true Anivas, true Betel, where it's both. This is the Oymek of this year, the Oymek. That's both. Then you can have Taka both. You can have all of the Ruchnius in the world because you're Mamish plugged in to the realization that all there is is Enoid Mavadai and I don't exist. And at the same time, you can have Mamish in Oilam Azedik a success. That's called Kulai Ruchni. That's called Kulai bursting with the presence of a Kurdish Baruch Hu. Called Kulai bursting with the awe, with the warmth and the light and the clarity and the, and the everything of Hashem. So he says that's what it means. And he goes, he says, The only way to have this is, is through the aspect of Mishpat. Mishpat is the balanced in the middle. Right? You send fila in the way that it's supposed to go. Just in the middle. Not to the right, not to the left. It should be how? It's a tefillah of Mishpat. How does a person access Mishpat? Through Tzedakah. Based on what we learned from Reb Nassan, that the way to get to Bittal is Tzedakah. This is Nifla V'Naira, the connection between these three things. Tzedakah is connected to Mishpat. Mishpat and Tzedakah are connected. And in the next paragraph, when this will end, he, he, he explains that that's what's happening by Tzedakah. A person who has is giving to a person who doesn't have. And there's a balancing process. Zayashbil, Zayarim. We said a lot. I was, didn't have enough time to really, really, you know, get, I don't think, across as clearly as I would have liked to. But the tachlis is, bittel doesn't mean that I'm nothing. Bittel means that I am something, but my somethingness is a channel for the everythingness. And Mamela, the I, the ani, that's the anoichi, as the Katzker says, that's oimei bein alivei, I stood, like Maishra, when it says, I stood between you and him, the anoichi, it's a reference to Maishra, but the anoichiest of a person stands in, in between the neshama and, and kuchabrihu. How do we get that out of the way? Don't be in any place. Be in every place. Be a channel for the infinite. Memela, what do you care? What you have, what you don't have. The Ar of Hashem is male everything. And that's all we need. That's all we need. So we try our best to manifest and try our best to live life fully and to use whatever unique elements HaKadosh Baruch Hu invested in on the Shamas to mamish, do it right in the way that only we can. And in so doing, we connect to the channel of Kuchabrihu to allow His light to flow to us and through us to the world. And we should be zeichet to have both Taira Ugedula Bamakam Echad and to access true bittel, to live mamish as foot soldiers of Mashiach, Ba'ez Hashem, bringing the world closer and closer to the Gula Shleim of Akar of Mamish.